This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm here with Anna Werner. Anna and her husband are associate directors of the Heartland Healing Rooms in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Anna is passionate about equipping believers on seeing in the spirit, moving in the prophetic, and healing ministry. She's also author of the brand new book, The Seer's Path. Anna, it sounds like you're a pretty busy lady. I am. I am, Donna. <laughs> well, welcome to <laughs> welcome to Messianic Vision today. I, I certainly appreciate you being with us and um, and sharing your ministry with us. Um, Anna, you say that all believers can see into the heavens. Um, tell us about that. Yes, you know, I, it's my belief that when, you know, Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn at that point. We have all access to all the gifts. So we are able, as believers, to see into the heavens. Um, and that's my belief. That's what I teach on. And I'm passionate about helping people um, be able to do that. That's awesome. So I, I know you operate in the gift of a seer. And not, not all believers are seers and in that office or that gifting. But as you just said, all believers now do have access to seeing in the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, people don't always, um, people think, well, I, who am I? I can't, I can't see that, you know, and that's just a, a belief system I like to just right away speak to and just say, no, we can, you know. Um, it says in, you know, First Corinthians that we're supposed to go after all the gifts whether we're, you know, called to teach or count the gift of counsel or, you know, gift of prophecy. And so seeing is a gift, and, you know, it's one of those. So I feel like we're to go after it. Even if it's not something that comes naturally to us, we all can train in it and learn to see. That's a great way to put it. I, I know that you are passionate about helping people uh, become equipped and to actually learn this. So this is a gift that can be learned. Yes. <laughs> that's sure. awesome. that's awesome. I want to start at the beginning when you when you became a believer. You told me that you heard the audible voice that God actually spoke to you. Tell me about that time and what he said. Yeah, I was 14 years old and I was actually on a mission trip um with my church and I was down in Mexico and you know the speaker was talking and he he did a like an altar call and he said if anyone feels right now that you're called to ministry or mission, you know, come forward. And up until this point in my life, I never heard the voice of God. And right when he said that, I could, I just heard the audible voice of the Lord say, that's you. You need to stand up. You need to go forward. And I heard it clear as a day. And I, you know, I stood up in that moment and it was a big it was a big moment in my life. I look back on that as a catapult moment where um, I stepped into, I felt, what the Lord called me to do with my life. And also, you know, a lot of, I had grown up just, you know, as a young, you know, girl, I had a little bit of fear of my peers and stuff like that. And when I, you know, when I did step up, I felt a lot of that fear just really melt away. Um, I felt a confidence I know just came from the Lord that I didn't have before that point. Um, so that was my first time hearing the voice of God really clearly, you know. And for you, that was a big deal because you were a bit timid and shy and had a fear of uh, being in front of other people and that kind of thing. So I'm sure a lot of people can yes. relate to that. Um, but, yes. you know, something you told me after that was that, that it was the time that when that fear of man was gone, you were able to find your own voice, but not only that, to start learning to hear God's voice. That's right. Um, you know, that was the start of my journey with God in learning how to hear his voice. I mean, some of us, I feel like just, I don't know, I read all these amazing faith, you know, hero stories of 
it seems like they've always known how to hear God's voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think not all of us know that. <laughs> not all, of, not every Christian, know, you know, not everybody knows how to hear God's voice. And, you know, so it, it was a journey for me with the Lord and hearing, you know, knowing this is my own thoughts or is this God speaking to me? You know, I really stepped into learning this is really the voice of God, you know. Yeah, I think he spoke, I, I would know. I think you're right. I think for most of us, it's a process. It's a learning, something that, that we need to learn. Uh, I know there are times when, when God actually just gives someone a gift like this automatically and big, boom, there it is. But I right. think for most of us and probably for most of the people listening, that is that is the way it is with them as well. I mean, it's a it's a process, and they're thinking, you know, wow, can can I learn to hear God's voice? And so, I like your answer. Your answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anna, yes, I'm living proof. <laughs> <laughs> You're the associate director at um, Heartland Healing Rooms, and I know you guys see miracles all the time there. I mean, weekly, weekly people coming through those yes, meetings all the time and you see miracles of all kinds. Um, will you tell me about the woman that, that you had the experience with? She, she was uh, there and she was healed after 17 years of what you termed as um, attacks on her body. Yeah. Um, this one just happened recently. Um, I mean, we do, like you said, we see healing weekly so it's hard to pick one that really stood out but this one I love because um it's a little different story she had yeah 17 years of just chronic problems so joint pains um, headaches uh, fatigue nasal sinus infection just a lot of stuff was going on so when she came in she had quite the we say like the laundry list of things that she knew the Lord to touch her on and we went, you know, she's reading her list to us, and we're like, okay, you know, and um, when we, as a team, we always pray over the papers we receive, so people fill mm-hmm. out papers yes. Yes. about what they need prayer for. We always pray before they come in um, for prayer, and we don't actually read what their answers are. We just lay hands on it and ask the Lord for what wisdom does he have, um, and then after we pray and we might receive some words or whatever, then we flip it over and we read it. And one thing I had heard just straight away from the Lord is go after the emotional pain first mm. and then the physical will come. And, you know, I heard that clear bell and I said to my team, you know, this is what I'm hearing. So she came in and she said all these things. And I, you know, I just, I said, you know, I just feel like there's emotional pain you're carrying inside. And, I think we need to pray through that, some of those wounds. And, you know, sure enough, she just melted and just started crying and just bawling, really. And, you know, our team at that point was just able to really minister to her. And those, you know, those wounds first, the Lord really came. I mean, his presence was so thick in that room at that point. And then after, um, you know, there was like a shift, like we could feel a shift happening where it was like, okay, you know, that's some of that stuff seems very healed now. Like there was a healing that occurred. And um, at that point, I just laid hands on her lymph nodes because that was the main problem that was still going on. And I just, at that point, just command them to be healed with the authority of cross with Jesus. And right then she was completely healed. Um, and she stood up and just said, oh, my goodness, um, I've been healed. I've been healed. And she said she could feel like a, almost like a heat, a warmth sensation starting with her sinuses. She could just feel them being drained. Um, and she felt um, like her respiratory, everything just kind of opened up where she could breathe again. And she hadn't been, you know, it been 17 years of this. And then um, after that, we said, wait, I think there's one more thing. I think your, you know, your leg lengths are a little uneven. I think you still have like back or hip problems, which she hadn't actually listed. And she said, oh, that's, that's true. I do have low back pain, but I just thought that's not very important. I said, well, of course it is. <laughs> we want you 100% healed, you know, walking in wholeness. So let's let's pray. So we laid hands on her, you know, her feet and, you know, her legs throughout even with each other. And her back was completely straightened and healed. Um, so that was just crazy fun miracle that God did. 
crazy fun. I bet that's what she said when she went home. (laughs) She went home and told her family, this is the crazy fun thing that happened to me today. (laughs) So that that is crazy and fun and awesome and wonderful. Uh, But that's a wonderful example of learning to hear because you heard those words from God before you ministered to her physical pain. Uh, you heard those words from God and, and moved on that first. I think that is, is so amazing. And, you know, we, you are a seer, and uh, your book is The Seer's Path, and we've, we've said that a couple of times, The Seer. Explain to me, um, what is a seer, Anna? Okay, well, you know, I, I get asked this a lot of times. A seer is basically uh, someone that, it's like the gift of prophecy. So you're hearing or seeing, you're gaining wisdom from the Lord, but through seeing. So whether you see some people have open visions, when I use that word, I mean, your eyes are wide open, and it's like you see a picture or an image, kind of like a movie, like if you're watching a mm-hmm. movie screen and there's, mm-hmm. you know, something, like, you know, in the room, just a full-on picture, whether it be moving or still. With your eyes open. Your eyes are open. Mm-hmm eyes open, or you have closed vision, where your eyes are closed and you, you know, get revelation through seeing. Um, But seers also do use their other senses. They can smell. um, They, you know, hear. um, You know, we use all our senses. Feel. um, So when I say smell, like people are like, what does that mean? You know, um, like an example, sometimes when I'm doing ministry, I'm out and doing ministry, and I um, I sense there's witchcraft. I often have a specific smell. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll smell like a, it's kind of like a burnt hair sulfuric smell. <laughs> wow. That's the best way I could describe it. And I go, okay, I, you know, there's, I believe there's witchcraft present, you know, let's, let's address that as a team or, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, fears are biblical. Um, they're there. You can, you can go ahead and look it up is in the Bible. <laughs> it's not something that's unheard of, but a lot of people are a little hesitant, like, what is this, you know? But it is in the Bible. Um, people would often use seers to gain wisdom, so um, they would ask, you know, like, let's say, let me come up with an example here for you. In 1 Samuel 9, like, Saul's father lost his donkeys, which it sounds silly, but Back then, I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> and he, Saul said he sent his servants looking everywhere, and he couldn't find, they couldn't find him. And they came back all discouraged, and he said, well, let's go ask a seer. And um, they go and meet, so they, the servants go out, they go to meet Samuel, and who's a seer, and they have every intention to, you know, gain wisdom and everything. And before um, they even come there, he sees a picture of where the donkeys are. And so they get there, and he says, oh, by the way, don't be discouraged. Your donkeys have been found. And, he, you know, that's a, an example biblically of what it is. It's a silly example, but it is there in the Bible. Of right, a so it's, right. You hear with clarity from the Lord, but through the gift of seeing. Anna, you had a recent encounter in heaven. You actually visited heaven. Tell us what happened to you recently. Yeah, so I recently, I mean, I go to heaven pretty often, but this is the most recent one. And when I say recent, it was in the last month, um, about a month ago. And I saw, so I was, at the time I was sitting in my living room just praying. And then suddenly I had this vision and it was a closed vision. And I was walking into the throne room and I could see the throne of Christ. I could see him sitting on the throne and it was, I was far away from him. I wasn't like five feet away. You know, I was quite a distance, but I could see him and our eyes locked. And there was other stuff going on in the room there. I could see the elders there. I could see angels, you know, but in that moment, it was just, it was like the Lord and me were just so locked. Like our, our gaze was just locked. And in heaven, I've told people this before, it's a little different. Like it's, I don't, sometimes people speak out loud, but often it's like we can read each other's thoughts, mm-hmm. like thoughts are just mm-hmm. open and present. And so I didn't even say anything audibly, but I heard Jesus spoke to me and he said, Anna, he said, there are no beggars in heaven. He said, you enter here as a queen. And in that moment, I just started crying and it's like 
comment, like, I know that, you know, I know that, that I'm, I'm not a beggar, I'm, you know, I have living Christ inside of me, I've been given his authority, you know, I know who I am, I know my identity in Christ, but there's still, like, parts of me the Lord is showing me that, you know, where I still struggle with knowing, you know, the authority that I carry to just ask, you know, for, go with, you know, just um, courage to just ask, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like a child, you know, right. like my daughter asked me, mommy, I want a banana, you know, right. and she says, I want this, and it's like, oh, you know, but sometimes we get caught up in like, who am I to ask God, you know, God's amazing, How, who am I to go there and ask, just ask him for something. But I imagine that was a fantastic reminder, I mean, you know those things, but I imagine yeah. it's a fantastic reminder, and what a reminder, because I know so many of us, and I know the folks listening uh, as well, Sometimes we need to be reminded of this. You know, you don't you don't enter my presence. You don't enter this throne room. You don't enter um, where I am as a beggar. You know, you enter as a queen or a king. And wow, what a reminder! Yeah, it's something that stuck with me for a while now. You know, I'm I sure have having encounters, and I love them all. But that one's really stuck with me. It's something that I keep you know going back to and remembering daily and. He was calling me up. He's calling me to get there, you know, <laughs> where I've got that courage to ask with boldness, you know. Right. Well, we've got a couple more minutes before we need to go to break, and so I want to make sure that we uh, talk about this. When you were five years old, you had your first angelic encounter. Would you tell me about that quickly? Yeah, when I was five, um, I was a little girl, and I was just playing in my bedroom, and I there suddenly there was just an angel that appeared in my room and it wasn't I wasn't scared um like you would think a five-year-old would be scared but I wasn't Mm -hmm. scared it was just it felt like he was my friend (laughs) that I've always known and um the angel people say what does it look like you know he he was very tall and he had I remember there was four wings and um he actually spoke to me and he's I asked him what his name was, and he said, my name's Timothy, and he said, I will always be with you. I will be your friend, and I asked him, as a five-year-old would, can I touch your wing, <laughs> and he said, sure, <laughs> so I touched his wing, and um, we actually got to hang out for about 10 minutes where we just played, just played, like he just played with me and played games with me. It was really fun, and then um, just like that, he was just gone, and I went out of my room and I went my mom was sitting in her chair in the living room she had been like praying and I went and I said mom I just saw an angel and I went to describe the angel and it, she knew in that moment I guess because of the way I described there's no way I could have made this up this was this was really you know the Lord was behind this right um, right so and that was my angel and that angel followed me throughout my life <laughs> Well, the thing that I found interesting also, you know, you told your mom, and of course your mom was very receptive of that, knowing about supernatural things. But a couple years later, you received a prophecy from somebody that had no clue, no idea that you had experienced actually seeing an angel. Yes, there was been there was a prophecy a couple years later that um, just like Jacob, you know, where he saw the ladder going to heaven, I would... Uh, be able to see angels going to and fro heaven, you know, to and from heaven, and um, have those supernatural encounters, that ability to see up into heaven. And when that was prophesied, my mom was like, "Yep, yep, that's that's very true." Um, and so I've known that my whole life, uh, but I actually didn't see from I saw an angel when I was five, and I didn't see another one um, until I was twenty-two. There was a big gap of of time where I didn't have any angelic encounter but well since you mentioned that when you were 22 I know we've we've, we need to go to break here in a minute but maybe they'll let us squeeze this last little story in here you mentioned when you were 22 you you saw another um, angel you were living in Brazil you were working as a missionary I'll make it real short here you were uh, in a very dangerous culture you know surrounded by people and languages that you didn't understand and that you didn't know a lot of tough street people there uh, and in an area that was just not a, a safe place. I mean, kids that had seen more violence than you'd ever seen in your whole life. And um, I believe you told the story that, that while you were there, you um, you needed to go home. And so you decided that you would just go home, and it was nighttime. What what happened? 
Yeah, so um, it was actually the next morning I had woke up and I decided to walk home on my own, which was just absolutely crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. And I started just walking in the direction I thought. And, you know, I walked and walked because in Brazil we walked everywhere. And pretty quickly I realized I, I really don't know where I am. And I had that scary, I'm, I'm absolutely lost. And I don't speak the language here, which is Portuguese. And I don't have a phone on me. And um, there was, I saw, like, where I worked was in the drug trafficking funds. And so there was actually kids, like young boys, carrying guns all around me. And I could see them. And I could, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. people looking at me like, you do not belong here. And, and you felt the <laughs> and same I, way, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I knew I'm in so much danger. I was so 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 afraid so I got down I remember I got down my knees and I just started I really cried and I said Lord I'm so scared and I'm so stupid for being out here on my own I need help I, I need help now and he said just look up that's what I heard just look up and so I looked up and I saw an angel right there and I hadn't seen angels like I said I hadn't seen angels since I'd been five but there was an angel and he looked at me and he just winked, and then he ran, and he took off, like, up a block, you know, and he stood, and he waited, and I was like, hmm, well, I think I'm supposed to follow that angel. I don't know why. I just knew, well, I don't have a better option at this point, so that's what I'm going to do, <laughs> so I thought, I'm going to go follow that angel, and he he picked a flower from a tree, and he dropped it um, right there, and it, people ask me all the time, was it, like, a literal, a literal flower, and it, it was. It was a literal flower. He just picked it from the tree, and he dropped it right there, and then he took off around the corner. And I was in this area where it was like every street, you know, would um, go like you just – there's lots of corners, so you could – I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like lots of corners. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like a maze. And so I ran to the, you know, flower, picked it up, and then I could see around the corner where he was down another block. And he went and he dropped the flower. And this kept happening where I would just follow this angel and keep picking up these flowers, you know, one by one by one. And I picked up probably like about 20 flowers. And then um, the last one, finally, he dropped, and it was at the front of my doorstep, like the house that I was living at at the time as a missionary. And then he was gone. That is an amazing story. But you know what? We're going to need to take a break, but we want to make available to you today Anna's brand new book and three CD teaching series, The Seer's Path. And I'm telling you, if you want to learn to see into the heavenly realm, this book is definitely for you. Well, after hearing Anna's last story, how many of you are saying right now, I want to see an angel. I want to have an angelic encounter. Well, get ready. Because when Messianic Vision continues, Anna is going to teach you how to have an angelic encounter. Be right back. Just beyond what your eyes can see, there is a very real spirit world. This unseen realm is responsible for many everyday happenings, both good and bad. Understanding how to activate the seer anointing will help you avoid the traps set by the enemy to keep you from accessing your healing, your miracle, and your breakthrough. Anna Werner wants to release to you a powerful impartation that will help you begin seeing into the spirit realm. Call now and get Anna Werner's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Seer's Path. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9449. Anna Werner's brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching series is your invitation to begin experiencing heaven, angels, and the invisible realm of the spirit. Through these one-of-a-kind ministry resources, you will gain a biblical understanding of what defines a seer. Understand that although not all Christians are seers, all believers can develop the ability to see into the spirit realm and operate in the supernatural. Receive practical God-given keys to seeing into the spiritual realm. Obtain unique insights into the workings of angels and demons. Receive essential tools for engaging in victorious spiritual warfare. Acquire insider glimpses into the rooms of heaven and realms of God's glory. Anna Werner has seen in her ministry just about every type of healing and miracle, including the blind seeing, infectious tumors shrinking, and so much more. She wants to help you operate in the supernatural, and she wants to impart to you the seer anointing. I spent time answering questions and answers with people um, about seer anointing and praying impartation um, 
before being able to see in the spirit. Expect to begin to sense what's in the atmosphere. Expect to see glimpses as well as full revelation of prophetic pictures, angelic and heavenly encounters with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Expect the Lord to speak to you more through your dream life. I'm really excited. Just there's a healing anointing on the CDs as well. So if you're needing healing in your body as well, this is for you too. I want you to be able to see in the spirit realm. I want you to see angels. I want you to see all the wonderful things God is doing. And then I want you to see that thief trying to steal something from you. And I want you to stop him in his tracks. Anna will answer your questions and tell about a heavenly encounter that will change your life. Don't miss out on getting Anna Werner's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Seer's Path, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9449. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9449 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Well, I'm back with my very special guest, Anna Werner, who is a seer, and she is the author of The Seer's Path. Anna, when we left, we told people that were saying after your last story, wait a minute, I want to see an angel. I want to have an encounter like that. I told people that when we come back, Anna is going to teach us how to have an angelic encounter. Now, I don't know many people that teach that, so I thought this was something that our listeners would definitely benefit from. Would you Would you go through the steps there and talk about that? Sure, of course. Um, yeah, people ask me this all the time, and I encourage everybody to be really intentional about this. Like, don't just ask to see something and then wait for something to magically happen, you know, but really be intentional with your time. Cut out a time every day, whether it be 10 minutes if you're a busy mom or an hour, where you sit down with your journal, and if you have a journal or a piece of paper, you know, and ask the Lord, first off, just close your eyes. It's really good to close your eyes so you just remove distraction um, from you, and ask the Lord to show you a picture. And you can, people say, ask me, like, does it, is it, do you have to be in, like, a meditative state for you, you know, to be able to see? And it doesn't hurt, <laughs> but God often does show me pictures when I'm just doing dishes, and my mind's not even thinking like that, and I'll see an angel walking on my deck. But it doesn't hurt when you're, you know, starting out, and, you know, every day I do the same to just ask her to show you you know, a picture and just be in that meditative state. Mm -hmm. And then if you sense anything, so if in that moment, say you don't see anything, but you sense something, like you're like, oh, you know, the room just feels warm right now. You know, write it down. Anything you see, even even sometimes people are expecting to see like this huge uh, picture. Like they're like, I want, you know, I'm going to see the New, Jer New Jerusalem, which isn't, you know, that'd be amazing, <laughs> but or I'm going to see heaven. But, you know, sometimes it's like you just see a glimpse. So it might be just like there's a stream of blue you see floating through the room, something like that. And it's quick and then it's gone. But that's the start of being able to see, if that makes sense. It does. Um, so look for the small. I would say start small, um, aim big, but don't uh, look down on the small beginnings. Don't don't discount something small that happens because that's where it starts. Yeah. So and then so then what about the next time? The next time that you try to encounter, um, what do you ask or what do you do? So just ask the Lord to reveal to you more. Um, I actually had you know an encounter where I kept having the same encounter over and over. At first, I would just see grass. That was like. The only thing I would see, I would just see grass. And then the next time I was intentional to meet with the Lord, I would see grass again. And I would just be like, Lord, show me more. Like, what else is there? All I see is grass. You know, and then I would see footprints. I started seeing footprints walking in the grass. And then I, the next time I would, like, follow those footprints, and I would see there was a tree over there, you know. And it, it just kept going until it was the vision would get uh, bigger and wider, and then I would start to be able to smell 
the air, like I would smell what was there. I could sense what was, you know, the temperature in the air. Mm -hmm. So I always just tell people to keep asking for more. In in Daniel 7, he has an encounter, and it's it's interesting because he says, and I kept looking, and he says that over and over and over. And so it's like it's the same thing. Like he sees a small thing, and then he keeps looking, and then the Lord reveals him to him more and more and more. Until it becomes this huge encounter with God. That is great information. And I know one of the things that we talked about um, the other day when we talked on the phone, too, you said one of the a good way to start is to find someone who has been known to see angels and have them pray over you and impart that to you before you start, you know, intentionally trying to do it yourself. And um, let's see, I wonder if we could find anyone that's been known to see angels, somebody that could possibly <laughs> pray for our audience right now for those that are. Yeah, that <laughs> I just I was actually going to say, I just felt like I'm supposed to just pray. Uh, so I'm just going to do that right now. Um, so, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come right now. Father, anybody that's listening to this, God, I just I just pray that you would come, Lord, that you would just start revealing yourself to them uh, through their senses, God. I just pray that their senses would be open, that their eyes, their ears, their nose, every sense that they carry would be open to receive and and just hear from you with clarity, God. I just pray that you would just come, that you would crash in on them with your love, Father, but that you would really just reveal yourself to them in a new way, God. Lord, I just pray for anybody who's ever been discouraged in this right now, in this area of being able to see. I just pray against discouragement in the name of Jesus. I just say, speak forth the word. Let hope arise that you too will see the Father with clarity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I agree with that. Uh, one of the most fascinating things that, that I found in your book, uh, The Seer's Path, you talk about different rooms where you've actually visited in heaven. And I love, love, love the story about the mailer room. Can you share that with our viewers? Oh, sure. One of my favorite rooms, the mailer room, you know, every time I go to heaven, I often walk down this hallway and I see these doors. Um, on both sides of the hallway, and there's one door the Lord took me to, and often when I go to the door and I feel like put my hand on the doorknob, I can kind of sense the energy on the other side, like whether it's exciting, mm-hmm. you know, there's it's busy on the other side, or where it's like peaceful, you know. But this room, I felt just just real excitement, and so um, went to the door and you know turned the doorknob and I walked in to this room, and when I try to describe the room, I didn't see a floor or a ceiling. Often I don't see floor or ceilings. It's just like, you know, it just is. <laughs> yes. And um, when I walked in, I could see shelf as far as my eyes could take me. So, you know, just lining the room on either side as high up and as far as my eyes could, you know, my sight could take me. I just saw shelves and I could see angels just busy, like moving around the room. And I, I, Jesus was in the center of the room, and I was just watching them, and I was like, Lord, what what are they doing? <laughs> I asked him, what are they doing? And he said to me, um, they're taking answers to the prayers of my saints. And I could see them then going to the shelf. They would go to the shelf, and they would look, and they would find specific little packages. They were wrapped in brown paper. They had string tied around. They would pick up these packages and then right then I could see the earth below, like underneath where we were standing. And they would zoom down to the earth and they would bring those packages down. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then, But then I looked and I could see some angels just standing there. And they weren't moving. And it was really odd because it was such a busy room, but they weren't moving. And they were just looking at Jesus. They just were like locked in his, locked with his eyes waiting for him to tell them what to do. And I said, you know, I said, God, why... Why aren't they moving? What's going on here? And um, he said, they're waiting for my saints to pray and ask for what it is they need. And it's like they were just waiting. They were just waiting to deliver the answers to prayers. They are just waiting. And that that encounter in heaven has forever, you know, um, 
it's forever in my mind because I think of that scripture that, you know, mm-hmm. ask and you shall receive, the door shall be open, knock, mm-hmm. the door shall be open. Mm-hmm. And I think, gosh, how many times do I not pray for something, you know, because I think it maybe is too small for God or it's not that important. Or I just think, you know, I just don't think to pray for it. And it's like, it's probably on a shelf there away, just waiting, you know. Um, you know, Anna, I, it, I love the way you describe that because, you know, you can just seriously, uh, I'm not a seer. I don't claim to be a seer, but when you describe it like that, you can honestly see a picture of your angel just standing there waiting to deliver these answers and God to send their your angels to, to you know, deliver your answers. And here we are not not putting forth our prayers and not praying. And, and I'm sure some have even wondered, I mean, I have wondered this myself, do my prayers really even matter? Do they matter to God? Do they get to God? Does he hear my prayers? Does he really even hear them? After visiting heaven in this room, what do you say to that? Of course. Of yes. course. <laughs> yes, of course. You know, God hears all of our prayers. He's waiting to answer them and we need to ask more we i you know i'm i'm saying speaking for myself here we i need to pray more and ask him you know and put my prayers before god and know that there is power in prayer there really is power in prayer Mm -hmm. it's not just a wasted effort but there is power behind it because we have christ who's interceding for us right there waiting to deliver answers to our prayers Yes, I just I just challenge everybody out there that's listening to the next time you start to send up a prayer, just get that that uh, picture in your mind of of that room and the busyness and the bustle and the rushing here and there and grabbing the prayers and delivering them to the people and just get that picture in your mind when you start to send up that prayer and know that that angel is there ready to to deliver the answer to your prayer. That's just very, very exciting to me. So I wanted to move to uh, something else that you had told me. Uh, You have these encounters in heaven and visit these different places, but you also have angelic encounters in your meetings, and this is tied to uh, healing and the seer anointing. Um, You saw an angel in one of your meetings uh, that was carrying something that was so vivid and so real that you recognized what he was carrying and knew exactly what was about to happen. Yes. Um, I was at a, there was a conference going on and I was part of the healing team that was there for the conference. And, you know, people all around the room were getting ministered to, but um, there was a lot of people waiting for prayer and I looked up and I saw an angel walk in, and he was carrying a spine. A spine. And like a spinal, a mm-hmm. spinal cord. My 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 father is a chiropractor, so I'm very aware of what a spinal cord looks like, you know. But he was carrying a spine, and he looked at me and winked, and then started walking across the room. And so I turned to my team and I said, "You know, I just saw a huge angel. He was huge. He was like 20 feet tall. I mean, we're talking huge." carrying a spine, I think we better follow him and see what he's up to. <laughs> and so she was like, okay. So we went and followed the angel, and he stopped behind a lady who was sitting, and she was in a wheelchair. And he winked at me. I'm like, okay, I think that's who we're supposed to go pray for. So my team went, and we went up to this lady, and we said, hey, we just saw an angel carrying a spinal cord. Do you have back problems? We asked her, and she said, yes, you know. I have had, you know, back problems for like 20 years. I can't get up out of my wheelchair. I mean, she could stand a tiny bit and then would fall back down. So she really couldn't walk or anything. And we said, could we, uh, would, is it okay if we prayed for you, for your, for your back? I believe the Lord wants to touch your back. And so we went ahead and prayed for her. And, um, and did you tell her, did you tell her what you saw? Did you tell her that you just yes. saw an angel? Yeah, that... right away I mm-hmm. said, I, you know, I saw an angel walk over the spinal cord. I think the Lord wants to heal your back. Mm. Um, and she's, I remember her being like, okay, let's do it. You know? <laughs> um, we prayed for her. We ministered to her. And the lady got up from her wheelchair, and it was just a miracle. And she was walking, no need, no wheelchair. Um, and the Lord, you know, healed her. So it was, yay, God. 
Yay, God. <laughs> Yay, God. I'll agree, I'll agree with you on that. Well, we're going to take a break. Um, I've read The Seer's Path, and I can tell you it is truly an invitation to experience heaven, to experience angels, and the invisible realm of the spirit. So be sure to get Anna's brand new book and three CD series. It's called The Seer's Path. If you've never moved in the gifting of a seer or hearing God's voice clearly, and you'd like to, then I want you to stay with us. Because when we come back, Anna will give us some practical advice on partnering with God to see miracles. And she even instructs you on how to practice it. That's right. You can practice it. You can actually practice hearing God's voice. We'll be back in just a moment. Just beyond what your eyes can see, there is a very real spirit world. This unseen realm is responsible for many everyday happenings, both good and bad. Understanding how to activate the seer anointing will help you avoid the traps set by the enemy to keep you from accessing your healing, your miracle, and your breakthrough. Anna Werner wants to release to you a powerful impartation that will help you begin seeing into the spirit realm. Call now and get Anna Werner's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Seer's Path. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9449. Anna Werner's brand new book and three-part audio CD teaching series is your invitation to begin experiencing heaven, angels, and the invisible realm of the spirit. Through these one-of-a-kind ministry resources, you will gain a biblical understanding of what defines a seer. Understand that although not all Christians are seers, all believers can develop the ability to see into the spirit realm and operate in the supernatural. Receive practical God-given keys to seeing into the spiritual realm. Obtain unique insights into the workings of angels and demons. Receive essential tools for engaging in victorious spiritual warfare. Acquire insider glimpses into the rooms of heaven and realms of God's glory. Anna Werner has seen in her ministry just about every type of healing and miracle, including the blind seeing infectious tumors shrinking, and so much more. She wants to help you operate in the supernatural, and she wants to impart to you the seer anointing. I spent time answering questions and answers with people um, about seer anointing and praying impartation um, for being able to see in the spirit. Expect to begin to sense what's in the atmosphere. Expect to see glimpses as well as full revelation of prophetic pictures, angelic and heavenly encounters with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Expect the Lord to speak to you more through your dream life. I'm really excited. Just there's a healing anointing on the CDs as well. So if you're needing healing in your body as well, this is for you too. I want you to be able to see in the spirit realm. I want you to see angels. I want you to see all the wonderful things God is doing. And then I want you to see that thief trying to steal something from you, and I want you to stop him in his tracks. Anna will answer your questions and tell about a heavenly encounter that will change your life. Don't miss out on getting Anna Werner's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, The Seer's Path, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9449. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9449 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Well, you're listening to Messianic Vision, and I'm back with my special guest today, Anna Warner. When we went to break, we said that Anna was going to talk to us about partnering with God to see miracles. Anna? Yes. You know, I feel like we are all called to heal the sick. Like before, I had talked about praying for the sick and um, how that works with singing, and I feel like we're all called to, you know, pray and hear from the Lord and really uh, pray for the sick. And so I always encourage people to just start paying attention to the little thoughts that come to our mind when we're praying for people or laying hands on people. And then a good way, a good practice, practical way um, to ask people is just say, you know, hey, um, I'm learning to hear from God, and I just keep sensing this, whatever that be, fill in the blank. Um, and then say, you know, I'm wondering if that means anything to you. Um, and close, keep closing your eyes. And people are very receptive when you go like that because it's, it's in humbleness that you say, I'm learning to do this. 
mm-hmm. does this mean anything to you? And mm-hmm. don't be offended. They're like, um, not really. Oh, okay, well, maybe I still need, you know, maybe I'm learning. That's okay. And we're practicing, you know? right? But, we're <laughs> but we're, we're all practicing. We're learning, you know, um, keep your eyes. I would say close your eyes when you're starting out because it does help to not be just, you know, distracted. And um, that's just a good way to just keep humble as you're learning. Yeah, um, that's that's great information on hearing in the spirit. Um, you mentioned earlier about seeing in the spirit uh, that that one of the first things that you should do is get a journal. Uh, what do we put in our journal? What what do we use the journal for? Yeah, I have a journal. I always encourage people to do this, even if you're not a journaler. Um, I'll tell you, this is a lot what my journal looks like. This is like personal, me getting real and personal with you. But um, often I. When I sense things, I will write down and highlight. I felt, I heard, I saw angelic encounter. Yes. Holy Spirit showed me. I touched. These are just examples. I smelled, prophetic words. I dreamed. I sensed. Anything like that. Because often, you know, we look, we, we get like a, we have a moment with the Lord where it's like, ooh, like I just felt peace. And then we forget about it because it's like it's mm-hmm. small. It happened really quick. And we overlook it. But it's good to just recognize that. Um, and write it down because maybe later you'll come back to it and go, wait, now what was the Lord showing me? Like per se, you have a prophetic dream. Two weeks later, you had a revelation on it. It's great to be able to go back to your journal and say, oh, that's what was going on. Um, so always journal. It's a good way to keep a track of where you are with the Lord. What's he, what is he up to today? I can imagine that going back and uh, reviewing what you have written down is a wonderful way to sort of refresh yourself of uh, what you've seen, what you felt, what you heard, and also to encourage you to keep going. Yes. Yeah, that is amazing. That is great information. I thought about this earlier when we were talking. Um, Seeing in the spirit, I'm sure... There's another side to that. You know, it's wonderful to see the angels and to uh, see into heaven and talk with the Lord. What if someone sees a demon? What What then? Yep. People ask me that. And, you know, the Lord's not given us a spirit of fear. Um, so you don't have to be afraid of that. You know, demons are secretly um, intimidated by us because we're made in the image of Christ. We have the living God in, inside of us. So don't be afraid of that. You, you know, you have the power authority to overcome anything, any obstacle that's in front of you, any demon. So don't be afraid. <laughs> that's what I encourage people to do. Don't okay. be afraid. Okay, that's a good word. Um, we're getting close to the end of our program, and you told me one of the most powerful things I have ever, ever heard that you experienced, and you called it experiencing Jesus' love, the glorious cross. Can you share that with us? Yes. Um, yeah, one day I was, you know, I was a new, I was a new mom, and yeah, my daughter, you know, my daughter wasn't sleeping through the night. It was just a rough season, you know, as a new new parent. It was a rough season for me. I know exactly what you mean. I've been there a long time ago, but I've been there, and I remember it well. Yeah, it's, you know, when you don't get sleep, it's amazing how the rest of your world can feel a little bit chaotic. So, yes. Um, I, you know, my daughter finally went down for her nap, and so I frantically grabbed my Bible, and I was like, okay, finally I can get some time with the Lord, and I was flipping through the Psalms, and I was like, okay, Lord, just speak to me, and I'm just reading frantically, trying to just ingest the Word and get something out of it, and nothing was, you know, nothing was sinking in. Nothing was, like, really, really touching me in that moment. It was just like I was just reading to read, and um I, I'd cry out to the Lord because I, I knew that I felt so far from God at this moment. I said, Lord, would you just would you just take me to heaven? <laughs> I just need like five minutes in heaven with you and I'll be good, you know. And so in that moment, I then suddenly I was up in heaven with the Lord. And just like I, I said earlier, I, I saw myself, I was walking down a hallway and there's many doors on either side, and we stopped in front of this new door. I'd never been there before, and the door was so worn-looking. People asked me, like, what does it look like? And the wood was so worn and chipped, and everything just looked really old, really, you know, used. And there was um, even the, the doorknob looked really worn. And I looked first, and I don't really have clear understanding of this every time, 
you know, I go to heaven, you know, I'll put my hand on the doorknob and often I'll feel what's on the other side of, of that door. And I felt, for the first time ever, I felt kind of afraid. And I don't know why. I mean, I know there's no fear in heaven, but I, I felt kind of like intimidated. And I said, I looked at Jesus. I said, are you know, Jesus was walking. He was right there with me. I said, aren't you going in there with me? And he shook his head no. And then I really felt, you know, a little like, what, what am I going into? What is on the other side of this door? And um, I put my hand on the doorknob, and when I went to, to turn it, I couldn't open it. The power of Christ, just, the power of the Lord fell so strongly. I could feel the power of God just coming through that door so strongly, through that doorknob. It actually, like, pulsated through my body. And I hung onto the doorknob. I, like, crumpled to the floor, but I was just hanging onto the doorknob like just hanging on as hard as I could as wave after wave, I could just a wave after wave of the presence of God um, coming over me. And I could just feel, ooh, I could just feel, it's like I can just remember it right now as I'm describing it. I could feel the love, like the love of the Father just hit me in just deep ways that, you know, I never felt it before. And um, right then I wasn't, I said, can I, you know, I want to, can I go in there? And Jesus said, no. He just shook his head, no. And um, right then I got an image of what was beyond that door, like what was on the other side of the door, if that makes sense. And um, I could see the cross, and I could see Jesus hanging on it. And I I just, the only way I can describe it is glorious um, and horrific at the same time. Um, I could see the blood. I could see everything, just his body torn apart. And that that image of Jesus, like, has forever wrecked me. He looked, Jesus on the cross looked at me, and I was just melted. I was just crying, as I am now. I was just crying, and I was just undone by it. And I said, God, I want to go in there. Why can't, why can't I go in there? I want to be near you. I want to be near you. Why can't I go in there? And he said, you don't know. You just don't know, my love. You just don't know. And I thought, I remember in that moment, I thought, what do you, what do you mean I don't know? Like, that's Christianity 101, right? Like, I know you love me. I know you died on the cross for me. I know, I know that. But he just said, you just, honey, you just don't, you just don't know. Like, you just don't grasp it. And, and just wave. Up. And I was just melted at that point. I couldn't hold on any longer. And I just let go. And I was just crumpled on the floor, just crying and just weeping and weeping and weeping. And um, Jesus then came to me. There was a time, it, you know, it was like maybe two minutes where I was just crying, 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 sobbing. And he just, then he came to me and he held me like, like a, you know, father would pick up a baby, you know, and he just held me. And I remember him just speaking over me and saying, it's okay, it's okay. And he said, let's, let's get your joy back. And right then, for some reason, it was so weird, I just laughed. Like, it was so random. I just laughed. And then Jesus looked at me, and he laughed. And I just I felt joy suddenly. And he said, there you go. In my presence, there's fullness of joy. And I felt like my joy was restored. And, and then I was back, just like that. I was back, sitting on my couch with my Bible still open to Psalms. And I was drenched. I mean, head to toe drenched in sweat and tears just covered <laughs> and um that moment has forever it's really it's just wrecked me you know i i feel like i've heard so many messages on the cross and you know, if you've been like me you've been a christian for a while or for however long we just overlook it sometimes like what mm, yeah what what jesus did for us on the cross what his love really means you know and and you know, maybe I don't know the love of the Father as deep as He wants to take me, and I want to go every day. I want to go deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, because um, I think once, you know, if I really truly knew it, you know, I, you know, I feel like I'm forever changed. Every time I get more and more to, you know, He reveals love to me and what that really looks like, what that really, His love really is. Do you feel like that message almost gets watered down sometimes because of... Um... I mean, that's a heavy message. You said it was uh, it was horrific and glorious at the same time. You know, I, I think sometimes we 
we understand the glorious part of it, but does it get watered down where the horrific is and uh, yeah. and, and what he actually yeah. did and the, the magnitude of that love? Yeah, I mean, we, I, I do. I, I think, you know, we don't, I don't know, I, I personally hear the message of the cross and it can become where we, I become numb to it a little bit. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. You know, I become a little numb where it's like, okay, yeah, he, he died on the cross for me. You know, you know, way too jerky. He died on the cross for us, and through that we have eternal life. But what, you know, what he went through, mm. like when I was there and I saw how horrific it was, oh, I mean, it, oh. You know, when you were describing that and, and, and telling that, I could actually just hear, I could hear the tears in your voice and just the the probably the way you were imagining that you saw it and the the visions that you were seeing there just that sight and when you share this encounter with other people what happens yeah god always uses it to heal um there's always healing kind of breaks out you know when i've shared this in in front of groups and stuff like that and i actually donna want to just take a moment to pray for rivers Hearing that right, hearing this right now, um, I just feel the Lord on this right now. And um, Father, I just want to pray for anyone who's hearing this and feels a little bit of discouragement. God, um, anyone that is needing healing in their body or emotions that feels like they've been overlooked, like where have you been, God, all these years? Where have you been? That's a cry in their heart. God, I just pray for anyone that feels that way right now, Father, that you would come, that you would touch them, that you would reveal yourself as the Father that loves, that loves to love, that loves to heal, that went through everything possible, everything horrific and possible for us to receive healing and freedom. And Jesus, I just pray for healing right now. Anyone who's got, I just hear the word injured knee, like a right knee that's injured, Father, I just pray for healing in that right now. Anyone with a thyroid problem, a thyroid disease, I just call forth just the thyroid to come into, to deregulate into just how it's meant to be. I pray for complete healing over the thyroid glands. And I also just pray for anyone who has cancer or tumors in their body that those um, tumors and cancer cells would just go right now in Jesus' name. And anyone also with chronic headaches, I just pray for that to uh, lift off of them right now. And also I just pray for restored joy. Anyone who's carried um, depression, and I feel like depression is a generational thing. Um, So I bind just a a generational uh, spirit of depression right now in the blood of the Lamb and claim just the joy of the Father. Lord, would you just come and just reveal your joy to them? Fill them up with just that bubbling joy uh, that you carry, that's in your presence. It says there's fullness of joy. So, Lord, would they just feel your uh, bubbling joy over them? Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, I want to just uh, to say one thing more before we close, Anna, and just uh, have you share with us. Um, when you were actually, you know, hearing the word from the Lord about writing the book, The Seer's Path, you told me that he gave you an image, and it was an image that directly lined up with the desires of your heart. Tell us about that. Yes. For, believe it or not, this was like four years ago that I started writing, and um the Lord showed me an image, and I was seated up in heaven and looking downward, and I was extending my hands, like, down, and I could see people reaching and grabbing my hands, and I was pulling them up with me. And that was the image God gave me, and he said, that's what I want you to do. I want you to share about heaven, but really pull people up. Give them tools so they came to experience me like this, experience heaven like you do. And so that's why I started writing this book. And I never was a writer before. I've enjoyed writing, but I wasn't like a writer. But um, God just said, do it, write it. And I was like, okay, God, I'll obey you. So I started writing, and that's, that's why I've written this book. 
Well, I know you're passionate about it, equipping people, teaching people how to access this gift of seeing for themselves, not just listening to you talk about it, but seeing for themselves. So will you pray one more time um, a prayer of impartation uh, for the Lord to just reveal to people and then impart this uh, to them if they are seeking this gift as well? Yes. Uh, Lord, I just we just come before you, God, and we just thank you, Father, for who you are and how you want to reveal yourself to each one of us in a more intimate way every day as we walk our lives with you, God. I just pray right now, I just pray just the impartation, Father, of just the ability to see and sense you in a deeper way, God. I pray that you would just come and would just open each one of our senses and take us um, take us in and up, like in and up up higher and in deeper with you, God, that we would be able to see heaven, that you would reveal to us different places in heaven that all of us could experience heaven, God. I just pray that you would um, break off fear right now in Jesus' name over anyone that's ever had fear with this, God, that we would go with boldness and courage into your throne room, (laughs) that we would come as little children, God, and just say, God, would you just, would you just be there? Would you speak to us? Would you reveal yourself to us? We want to see you, God. I pray for everyone right now to encounter you in a new way today. Not years and years later, but today, God, that you would reveal yourself to us. Thank you, Jesus. Anna, thank you so much for being with us today on Messianic Vision. And uh, I'm sure if you're listening, uh, now you know all believers have the ability to see into the spirit realm, just like Anna was talking about. So I want you to be sure and get this valuable resource and start learning how to accept that invitation to experience heaven, to experience angels and the invisible realm of the spirit. Get Anna's brand new book and three CD series, The Seer's Path. You've been listening to Messianic Vision. Thank you so much for joining us today. Anna Werner's book and teaching series, The Seer's Path, is a how-to invitation to experience heaven, angels, and the invisible realm of the spirit. So be sure to get Anna's brand new book and three CD series, The Seer's Path, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, sidroth.org. Be sure to ask for offer number 9449. Once again, the offer number is 9449.